welcome to Ministries That Podcast, where I talk to successful ministry leaders about how they're using podcasting to amplify their mission and grow their ministry. I'm Tim Hall, your host and owner of Sonomorphic, a podcast production company that specializes in podcasting for ministries. This is a How They Could podcast episode, so I'll be unpacking my podcast strategy for a ministry that doesn't have a podcast, but I really think they should. So today I'm talking about The Beat by Alan Parr. It's a YouTube channel with more than 800 videos and just north of 1 million subscribers. BEAT is actually an acronym for Biblical Encouragement and Truth, and Alan Parr is a national speaker, YouTuber, author, ordained minister, husband, and father. He's a co-founder, along with his wife Jennifer, of Let's Equip Incorporated, which is a nonprofit organization that equips Christians and Christian organizations with courses and curriculum to aid in biblical literacy and spiritual growth. He has a THM from Dallas Theological Seminary and has been teaching the Bible for over two decades. He's the author of the book Misled, Seven Lies That Distort the Gospel and How You Can Discern the Truth, which published this summer. So in this episode, I'm going to walk through one, why I think Alan should start a podcast, two, why I think it'd be valuable for the beat and his nonprofit, Let's Equip Incorporated, and then three, what are the different podcast formats that Alan could choose from based on the content that he's already creating? So let's jump right in. Number one, why do I think Alan Parr should start a podcast? Well, as I just mentioned there in the intro, he has a large following on YouTube with over 1 million subscribers and over 800 videos that he's published. And those videos have amassed over 100 million views, which is super impressive. And then on social media, he has over 101,000 followers on Facebook, over 54,000 followers on Instagram. So he's already got a large following. And also Alan's experience as a YouTuber, along with being guests on several podcasts, means that he already has the equipment and experience to start a successful podcast. But I think the biggest reason that he should start a podcast is his concerns with the future of his YouTube channel. So particularly, he's found himself discouraged because the YouTube algorithm is not putting the great biblical content he's creating in front of his subscribers. He shared his thoughts in a video that he put out about six months ago, and Alan explained that the content that his subscribers and the people on YouTube want more of, according to the view count on his channel, has shifted away from the sound biblical teaching that he set out to create for his channel to commentary on pop culture and actually drama within Christianity. And while he does put out some trending content, he says that's not why he started his YouTube channel. So there's two options. He can put out the biblical teaching content that people need but they might not want and therefore may not perform well on YouTube as he's been seeing with the view count, or he can create content that rides the wave of trending content and the breakneck speed that unfortunately comes along with it, which will most likely lead to high view counts on YouTube. But as I just mentioned, that's not why he set out to create the YouTube channel. So because of that and some other factors, he has actually announced uh, in that video that he's going with the first option. He's going to take a step back, only publish one video a week instead of two a week, so he can refocus his energy and effort on the mission that led him to start the channel in the first place. So you should really check out this video with his thoughts. If you're considering creating content for Christians on YouTube, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. So all that to say, I think podcasting is a better avenue for the biblical encouragement and truth content that he's wanting to create and would be a good complement to the videos that he's already creating on YouTube. Also, since YouTube is the top place people find new podcasts, according to the Edison Research Super Listeners 2021 survey, Alan already has 1 million subscribers, so people will 
make the jump from YouTube to podcast, and he likely will create a chart-topping podcast on Apple Podcasts just by starting one. Additionally, people spend more time with a podcast episode than a YouTube video. So I think I've talked about this probably before, maybe on the previous How They Could podcast episode that I was talking about, He Gets Us, but according to the popular Think Media channel on YouTube, 35 to 60% is a good average view duration. Well, in my experience, a good average listen time on a podcast is between 65 and 85%. So compare that. 35 to 60% on YouTube, 65 to 85% on podcasts. So people are completing more of a podcast episode than they are a YouTube video. Now keep this in mind, the top performing YouTube videos are around 7 to 12 minutes long. So they have a shorter percentage of average view duration and it's on less minutes. And then the average podcast, according to Buzzsprout, is between 20 and 40 minutes. So that's 65 to 85% of a longer piece of content, 20 to 40 minutes. So people are actually more committed to podcast episodes and how they spend their time. And they also just listen longer because of that, because of the length difference and how they are spending their time with a podcast. So that deeper engagement leads to building a relationship between the host and the audience. And that's my case for why I think Alan should diversify his content creation and start a podcast. So let's jump to number two, why it would be valuable for The Beat and his nonprofit, Let's Equip Incorporated. Well, like I was just saying, people are more committed to a podcast than other media channels like a YouTube channel. And that was Alan's main frustration with this channel. So the value for him would be that he would be able to create a more focused audience with a podcast where he can create the biblical encouragement and truth content that he set out to create and build an audience of people that want to listen to what he has to share. So like I was just saying, people are spending more time with a podcast and more time is how you build a relationship. Time is how you build relationships, as I've talked about previously. And because the discoverability is lower on podcasts, there's no algorithm telling you what you should listen to next. Spotify is working on that, but it's not a mainstream thing. And with that, people are subscribing to podcasts because they want to hear more episodes from you. So the value is in creating a dedicated audience that feels like they know you and are appreciative of the work that you do. It creates a place where he could share his other resources as well, his courses and some of the other content that he creates as part of his nonprofit, Let's Equip Incorporated. And it gives listeners a next step if they want to go deeper. You know, people come to podcasts because they, some want to be entertained and some want to be educated. And those that want to be educated are usually wanting to go deeper. Whereas on YouTube, it's very skewed towards entertainment and not so much education. Also, one of the reasons Alan started the beat was to, quote, provide a forum for people to discuss various theological concepts and ideas. And one of the ways he's done this is through having interviews on his channel, and he's also done some Q&A with his audience, and I think he could really do more of that with a podcast. It's a better format for that, I think, but we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more in the next section. So there's just a few ways in which a podcast would be valuable for the work he's doing with The Beat and his nonprofit. Podcasting takes a lot of time, effort, and to be honest, a lot of Googling. What if you could ask like-minded people how to overcome the challenges you're facing starting a podcast, growing a podcast, or producing multiple podcasts? I think starting a community like that would be super valuable, but I want to know what you think. 
Would you be interested in being part of a community of ministry leaders using podcasts to amplify their mission and grow their ministry? If so, let me know by filling out the interest form using the link in the show notes. So three, what are the different formats Alan could choose from based on the content that he's already creating? So I specifically wanted to choose formats that is based on content that he's already creating because he had a frustration along these lines as well that the content that he was creating on YouTube was causing, you know, the the pace, the two episodes a week was causing him to get burnt out. So I don't want him to start something brand new as far as a format. There's been several different formats he's done on his YouTube channel. He's done really well. And I think he could just take those and adapt them and make a great podcast from it. So here are the few format ideas I've got. Number one, interview. So he's already done some interviews on his YouTube channel and they performed really well, actually. So here's a couple of examples. Dr. Jeremiah Johnston, the title on that one was 10 Shocking Biblical Archaeological Discoveries That Give Evidence Christianity is True. And that one got over half a million views. And then he did a video, How Christians Should Date for a Healthy and Happy Marriage with His Wife, Jennifer Parr. And that was part of a, a series. This is part one of a series. And that one got over a quarter million views. So obviously those have been successful And I think that would be a great format for him to do. Now, obviously, there's some time that goes into booking guests and setting up interviews, but it's a very popular format for podcasting and something that he's done well and done successfully in the past. Another format that he could choose from is Q&A short form. So this goes back to what I was just saying. A great way to create a, quote, forum for people to discuss various theological concepts and ideas unquote, would be to let people ask their questions, and then Alan could spend, you know, around 10 minutes answering the question. The upside to that would be, it'd be quick and easy to produce. It'd be just straight direct to camera, just the microphone and him, and he could publish it on both podcast and YouTube. So that might be a good one that he could take and use on both platforms, as well as this next format, Solo. So Solo is probably the best option because that's how he does most of his content right now. It's mainly just him speaking direct to cameras. He's got B-roll. He's got other production elements, but it's mostly just him talking. And that's why I think it's probably going to be the best option because it's already what he does the most of. So he could talk about a topic that's relevant from a Christian perspective or teach on a biblical truth that he's been studying lately. But I think this, again, would be something that he could create an episode for his podcast that could just be captured on video and also go out as a YouTube video. They could just be a parallel to each other. And I think that would work really well for Alan as that's his top performing content is his solo episodes. Now, as I said before, it's on specific trending content and he could still do that for his podcast. But I think that obviously performs super well on YouTube. Maybe keep doing that on YouTube and then maybe do more of the teach on a biblical truth type content on podcasts. So similar kind of idea to the Bible Project. You know, I interviewed John Collins and Dan Gummel from the Bible Project just a few weeks back, and their podcast is all around just teaching on the Bible, and their podcast is doing super well. So I think that format would be really good for him. He also could combine some of these and do some teaching on a biblical truth, but maybe have a guest instead of it being an interview, maybe it's more collaborative 
conversation discussion around a passage. So anyway, those are some ideas. But no matter what format he chooses, it should be one that is, of course, sustainable. I'm going to keep harping on that. But it also should be one that he can create efficiently. And one of the reasons he stepped back, as I mentioned, from creating two highly produced videos a week on YouTube to just one was because the workload was leading to burnout. And we don't want to recreate that scenario. I want this to be something that could be an additional channel that he feels like is a great outlet and it aligns with the type of content that he wants to create and would probably be a better avenue, like I was saying, as opposed to creating that content on YouTube and it continually is underperforming some of the more trending content that he's putting out. And one way that he could avoid recreating that scenario and burnout and all of that is to create seasons. So this is a great option for a bunch of podcasts is to create a season and say, I'm going to publish a certain number of episodes per season and do this many seasons a year. So an an example of what that could look like is he could say, I'm going to do 20 episodes a year and I'm going to choose the content that I want to create in those 20 episodes, and I'm going to publish those over the course of two seasons with 10 episodes each, and let's say they release in Q1 and Q3 of each year. I think that would be a great format that he could focus in on the content that he wants to create, that biblical teaching content that he wants to create, think through it, record it, put it together in a season, publish that, see how it goes, and then do it again for for the second season. And as long as you set clear expectations with your audience, that, hey, this is the format that we're doing, this is the frequency that I'm publishing, they will understand your expectation that you're setting for them and keep coming back season after season. That's really all that's needed when you want to do a seasonal show and you don't want people to like forget about you between seasons is just set those clear expectations up front and those trailer episodes coming before each season saying, hey, we're coming back, this is when the new season starts, get ready for that. Those are key. So there's my podcast strategy for The Beat by Alan Parr. Now, I hope you got some ideas for your podcast if you're planning on launching one soon or maybe some inspiration to make the podcast that you're already publishing consistently even better. So that leads us to our high pass segment. And this is where we ignore the lows and I ask about some of your favorite things. So usually I'm asking my guests about some of their favorite things, but because this one is just me, I'm asking myself a question. So today the question is, what's your favorite podcast editing tool that most people are surprised by? So for me, this is my gaming mouse that I use to edit. So it's a Logitech G604. It's got 15 buttons along with a really long, great battery life just on one AA battery. I think I literally change the battery maybe once a year, maybe twice a year, but it's a fantastic wireless mouse. And the reason why using a gaming mouse is so beneficial for editing is efficiency. I mean, you are frequently doing shortcuts and, you know, pressing certain keys to do certain editing changes or change editing modes. And what I've found, and I got this idea from Jonathan Crow at Adventures in Odyssey, he had on his mouse just a couple of thumb buttons, but he was using those for some specific actions that he was doing over and over. And that's really the thing. Like if a keyboard shortcut is taking two hands to do, or you're having to take your hand off your mouse, then you're decreasing efficiency in editing. And so the idea is let's put as many controls and commands on your mouse with the different buttons as you can so that your left hand can stay on your keyboard and then your right hand can stay on your mouse and you can 
highlight stuff and delete it super quickly or jump to the beginning or select back to the previous region boundary, you know, any of those things. Those are just a few of the different settings that I have on my mouse. I'm always changing back and forth between slip and shuffle on Pro Tools. So why go mouse up to the top left corner and click back and forth between or have to hit the function key on my keyboard to hit F1 or F2 to change those? It's just not super efficient to do that, so I've just got them set as buttons on my mouse. That's why a gaming mouse for editing is my favorite podcast editing tool, and a lot of people are surprised by it because it's not a common thing that I've heard people talk about. Every time that I've brought it up to somebody like, oh, that's actually a good idea. So anyway, (laughs) all that to say, that's my favorite editing tool for podcasting. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Ministries That Podcast, produced by Sonomorphic. If you enjoyed today's episode, text it to a friend or share it on social media. Together, we can help more ministries grow and thrive through podcasting. And this is only the second How They Could podcast episode, so I want your feedback. What did you think? What do you like? What do you not like? What do you want more of? What do you want different? Message me on LinkedIn or Instagram to let me know. Now, come back in two weeks to hear from Paul Hastings. He's the host and producer of Compelled, Christian Stories and Testimonies. So we're going to hear his story behind starting Compelled, his advice for adding subscribers and growing his audience, and how he uses multiple revenue streams to support the podcast. Well, until then, keep encouraging your audience as they follow Jesus. Jesus.